0: Welcome to Living Simply, a guide to mindful living and mindful parenting with your host, Dr. Gina.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Gina, and
0: I'm with Ben.
1: Uh, This is Living Simply.
0: Hey, hey Dr. Gina, how are you?
1: I'm good,
0: Ben. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing good. It's it's a hectic day in the neighborhood. Um, So today we are uh, continuing our four-part series on uh, dissecting um, different elements of the four agreements, different agreements of the four agreements, the um, classic book by Don Miguel Ruiz, Um, last time we did don't make assumptions and this time we are doing don't take anything personally
1: Yes, totally. So i'm looking forward to this today
0: Before we get into that i'd love to touch on for a second why we're going through the book the four agreements because we didn't really We wanted to touch on uh, don't make assumptions last time But we we hadn't fully committed to doing like an episode each on the book. So why um you know, why is uh, why is the Four Agreements so important?
1: Um, first, it's had a great impact in my own life. Um, I read it, I would say, almost 10, 20 years ago. And I've used it in therapy with all my clients. And I find they're at the basis of all healthy relationships. And if we look at the Four Agreements and basically the, the dysfunction of it, the dysfunctional side of the four agreements, um, I thought they were at the source of a lot of great personal and interpersonal suffering, whether it's with kids or adults. So I thought if we could learn these four agreements, most people's lives would be a lot better.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um... So today, though, specifically, we're talking about don't take things personally. Um, Don't take anything personally uh, is is the way that it's said. So um, how do you do that? Why is it important? And um, why are the reasons that we do tend to take everything personally? I mean – if you if you know if you're online for five seconds these days, you see that everybody is taking everything personally, and and I and they probably are you know always have. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily gotten bigger of a problem, um, but it's definitely out there more. You know, um, so why are let's let's start with that? Why do we take things so personally?
1: I think at the basis is. Because we tend to be a little bit self-centered. We think the world revolves around us. Um, And we project on other people our stuff. We assume things like we talked about the other episode. So we think people think like we do. So when people react to us or do things, we assume it's about us. So when I say most of us are a bit self-centered when we take everything personally, I don't mean in a pathological, narcissistic kind of way. I think it's just part of waking up and evolving that we need to grow out of it. So I think sometimes it can be hard to not take things personally when a person directly attacks us yeah. <laughs> because it is directed to us. But still, even when someone attacks us, it's not about us. It's about them. So I think it's just part of our evolution that it's a natural tendency, but we ideally want to grow out of it. Right. it's not always easy.
0: No, definitely not. Um, You know, we're all the – like you were just saying, um, it's it's not necessarily like a narcissistic um, – self-centeredness it's like we're all the stars of our own movie you know Mm -hmm. you live with yourself every day basically um so you so you live with yourself every day you know your thoughts your wants your desires what you're thinking of your insecurities um so so when somebody is not directly attacking you i think it's very easy to to take it as a personal attack to glom on to whatever it is that they said that you identify with you that you're insecure about or that you're, you know, afraid of or worried about and, and say, Hey, that was, you know, I'm offended by that because, because we identify with whatever that is in our own head, in the world that we create in ourselves. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. Because if, Sometimes, the way I tell some of my clients or friends or even myself is, once if someone would directly attack, and I don't mean necessarily in the abusive way, but um, respond to us in a negative way, I think sometimes it wakes up our shadow. And and an example I give to a client is, if you know you're smart, and you're convinced you're smart, and someone calls you stupid it won't affect you. But if you have self-esteem issues and you're not sure you're smart, you're insecure, if someone calls you stupid, you will take it personally because you yourself would think you're not that smart. Right. So I think part of taking things personally is people touch our core issues, our wounds, um, stuff we haven't that we haven't even brought to consciousness maybe um that we still need to work on so if someone attacks that part of us we will take it personally especially if it's not healed
0: yeah I yeah guess. exactly yeah that I mean that's a great point if you're really confident in something then it's probably not going to make a difference to you what they say um you know if somebody I I don't know. I I don't know what a what a good example is. Like um if someone tells me I'm not a good public speaker I probably wouldn't care. Mm. Cuz I think that they're misinformed. I I do it literally every day. Um <laughs> you know, it's it's uh am I the best at it? No, but do I have enough self-confidence to not worry? about that absolutely i'm fine you know um that's i mean that's kind of the if you tell lebron james for example that he's not good at dunking a basketball he's not gonna really take that personally i guess is the and, and i'm not comparing myself speaking to lebron james by any means but um that's the type of thing and i don't know why i used a sports analogy but uh but <laughs> it's true even if yeah.
1: he missed quite a few shots Right, and you would point it out to him, it wouldn't affect him. Right. Because overall, he's, he knows uh, I make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. I'm not perfect. So even if you tell me I'm not perfect, oh, well.
0: But, and, and again, I do not know that much about sports, so I, I do not mean to be <laughs> making these. But if you told him that he's not that good at shooting three-pointers, like, if, if you attacked him with that, well, that's kind of something that he might take personally because he, he doesn't. That's not his game, you know what I mean? So that's something that people probably ridicule him about and that he takes personally or he might take personally, you know what I mean? So, like, that's an aspect of, it's an aspect of your life that you're not completely comfortable with and in control of That you, that is vulnerable to you. Yeah. Um,
1: um, where we also find people take things personally is if you're caught up in codependent behavior, where if you're codependent, you will blame people for how you feel and you will change your behaviors to try and manipulate them and change how they feel. You are making it personally when really it's not personal. Because it's seeped into the dysfunction of codependency. Right. Right.
0: Could you give an example of that?
1: um, Let's say you're a people pleaser. Okay. You, people ask you favors and you say yes, even if you don't want to say yes, just because you want them to like you so you're doing favors doing favors and then suddenly you need a favor and you ask this friend that you've been bending over backwards for and they're like sorry i can't for whatever reason and they don't even need to give a reason but they say sorry i can't and you take it personally in the sense i do all this for this person and underlying that is they owe you, and you're taking it personally that I, I did enough, How I'm not doing enough, why didn't they say yes, when really it has nothing to do with you. Maybe they're busy, or maybe they have better boundaries than you do, that you would say yes to something, but they all say no. So you're making it about you when really it's not about you, it's they have better boundaries than you i don't
0: know if it makes sense i mean yeah that completely makes sense you just kind of nailed me to a wall um personally but uh but um yeah so that makes that makes a ton of sense uh all right so the first thing that we talked about obviously was why do we take things personally um but the commandment in the four agreements or you know not a commandment but the the agreement that it's suggesting that you make with yourself is to not take things personally um how do we oh no before that because that's the last one that's the that's the grand finale why do people attack you 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 touched on it earlier why would someone say something to you that you end up internalizing and taking personally? If somebody, let's talk about now people directly attacking you. Also, if you're watching this on the video, I am so sorry. There, I'm in a terrible room for this. There are so many, it's such a cloudy, then sunny, cloudy, then sunny day. Um, so anyway, but um, if people are directly attacking you for whatever reason, or it feels like they are, why is that happening?
1: Why people attack us? Yeah. So I I think it depends. Everyone's a bit different, but some some people. If if are you talking about direct attacks like
0: direct like, attack like not
1: really putting you down. Yeah. Put it well, like stuff. if somebody.
0: No, somebody's putting you down. Somebody says you know, I'm so sorry, Gina. You're stupid. Like. Why? Why'd you do this? You're so stupid. You always do like, you know what I mean. Like they're they're ridiculing you in particular.
1: So i I would think is they have their own self esteem issues. They're taking whatever I did personally, and they feel the need to put me down as a result of it because they feel inferior for whatever reason. Um, Maybe. I reminded them of someone they don't like and I woke up an old wound and then they're responding to me, but really they're projecting on me their own issues that have nothing to do with me. Um, And some people could attack me, let's say, because they don't like me and they're allowed to not like me. But when you don't like someone, instead of attacking them, you should walk away or not hang out with that person. So I think there are many different reasons why people verbally attack other people. But in the end, um, the way people respond to us, the way people respond to us speaks about them and the way we respond to them speaks about ourselves yeah so in the end it's always how i respond to you it speaks more about me than about you so it goes both ways but i think at at the core even just this could be a 10 episodes on its own is at the core is uh self-love self-esteem when you don't love yourself it's very hard to have compassion and love for other people so if you have really good self-love you know what it is to be human to be imperfect you'll therefore have the same compassion for other people and even if you don't like them you won't necessarily attack them or put them down you'll respect their humanity and worst case you'll set boundaries and like I said before, you'll
0: just walk away. I think on that, it's a little off topic, but something that you just said about like if you're the aggressor, right, like if you're the person that's um, that that needs to work on yourself because you're putting others down for some for whatever reason and and maybe i'm not, the example that i'm going to give isn't anywhere near that harsh, but um i a few months ago was very stressed and I was doing a lot of stuff at the same time and I had to completely take, uh, take over my schedule for, for part of a day to take my mom to a doctor's appointment. And it was, I, you know, picking her up and driving her there and everything else was like over an hour before getting to the doctor's. And then when we got there, I had to let her off, help her in, go like a half a mile down and park and walk back. And I asked her four times if she needed something and she said no. And then when she got there, she needed it and I had to walk back out to the car. And then she was like, also, I need a water bottle, go back out and get it. And I was very upset. I was very mad. I was not, I didn't put her down. I wasn't mean, but I was cold you know i was angry
1: yeah
0: and two months later but i was really stressed and i wasn't happy going into it and i was you know in a bad headspace for for a bunch of reasons two months later so more recently um i had to go to a similar same doctor's office different doctor so same hour long parking all of that stuff uh by the time i got in there from the half a mile walk back i got to the reception desk where she was standing and she looks at me and she goes you're going to kill me my doctor's appointment was yesterday and i was like it's okay you sit here i'm going to go make a new doctor's appointment for you that i'll have in my phone and i did and she was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and i was like you know what it's fine you
1: said that the secretary or your mom
0: My mom said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, mom, it's okay. I'm glad that you got out of the house today. And I'm glad that we spent, you know, are having a few hours to spend together. And I'll take you to the doctor's next month when we rescheduled it for and everything's fine. And I was like, this has nothing to do with her. This was the same situation. A, kind of a worse situation, we did all of it for literally nothing, but I was fine, and the the only reason why I was fine was because I was in a bad mood the first time because I hadn't been doing anything for myself, and I was stressed out and all of this other stuff. Now I've been doing a lot of stuff for myself, and you know I'm happier and I'm healthier, and I'm doing a bunch of stuff. And this, like, major inconvenience didn't bother me whatsoever. Yeah. There was no anger. Of, of There was literally no anger. There was nothing to lash out at. Mm-hmm. And if that isn't – I think that that's a great example of it was me, not her. Could she, have, could she have asked me for the water bottle beforehand? Could she have done that? All of those things, yes.
1: Yeah, and it's still not personal. Like, the anger right. was – normal yeah because you set a boundary and she kind of disrespected it right yeah so anger is normal because it's a well i did ask you multiple times so that's legit Right. but you're right her forgetting had nothing to do with you same with the second incident that she made the mistake it has nothing to do with you
0: No, but I took one of them personally. Not only was I the lasher out of in the first, lash out person in the first scenario, I also took it personally that she was doing all of those things. I took it personally, and then I lashed out at her, and then she took that personally.
1: Yeah
0: And again, lash out. I, I didn't like yell at my mom or anything, like but, um, but I was vis- visibly annoyed. Mm-hmm. um, in, in a way that I was uncomfortable with. And, uh, and then the second time I didn't take it personally at all Yeah, that, that all of these mistakes happen. They just happened. And I was grateful for the day that I had with my mom.
1: Well, that's a good example of when we're running on an empty tank, our resistance is lower and we have no patience and we get aggravated. For little things, because we have nothing left. Yeah. Running on an empty tank.
0: How do we not take things personally?
1: Again, and I'm going to sound like a broken record or a CD, uh, with a lot of presence and um, being mindful, meaning when someone attacks us, it will be normal sometimes that we will react, we'll be offended, we'll be sad. Uh, it's not the feeling that's dysfunctional. It's what we do with it, right?
0: Uh-huh. So we're
1: present and we respond to someone. We can't control how we feel. It's to notice, how do I feel? And then be aware, am I taking it personally? And in the, the self-talk, we'll kind of notice if we are taking it personally or not. And if we are, it's to remind ourselves, it's not about us first, but it doesn't mean that if it's not about us, we don't need to set a boundary.
0: Right. right? But yep.
1: If we don't take it personally, we won't be on the defense mode and therefore we can find a better solution. But if we're in defense mode, when we take it personally, then we react on emotion and the emotional brain is not logical. So if we, t- we if we can validate how we feel and work through the emotion then our left brain can find a solution to the situation that just happened.
0: That's amazing advice and I think again that you covered a lot of the other ways to not take things personally dealing with why we do and why other people would seemingly attack us um so now i have one more uh question before we um you know start to wrap things up with the gratitude of the day but um children right obviously so this is a this is a show where we talk about mindfulness uh and in parenting and kids and you are a um parenting expert so why do we take so many things personally that our kids do and say?
1: Ah, because they are our kids. <laughs> <laughs> so our, like I've said before, our kids' job is to grow us up. So our kids will push all our buttons. And because they are our kids, um, we respond to them in a very strong fashion. So, if we start with the premise of parenting itself, what is my role as a parent, if we take the approach that my kid is a mini version of me and I need to mold my kid and turn him or her into something, when they push back, we will take things personally if we approach parenting from that lens. But if we approach parenting with the lens of these are separate individuals from us, they're not a mini version of us. Um, they're their own person. And my job is to watch them blossom in who they're, they are meant to become. Then my job is more about guiding them, teaching them values right from wrong. So, we're more likely to not take it personally from the second standpoint than from the first standpoint, because the minute they're going to push back, we're going to go, no, I'm the authority here. You do, as I say, you love what I say you should love. And if, if they go against that, we'll take it as a rejection of us. But if a kid, if we use a simple example, we discipline a child, we say, no, no, And they scream, I hate you, and I like mommy better than you, or I like daddy better than you, or you're not my dad, (laughs) you're not my mom. Um, We need to remind ourselves this is just a child expressing an emotion. They're angry. It doesn't mean they hate us as a person. They might hate what we did. (laughs) They might uh, not like What we said, which is okay, they're entitled to their own feelings. And we, again, as we would do with an adult, is to go within and ask ourselves what is it about what just happens that really hurts and why am I taking it so personally? So if a person grew up being rejected by their own parents and their kid rejects them, it, it would be to go within and go, well, I feel rejection, rejected and abandoned, and that really hurts. And that's why I'm reacting so intensely. But my child is not my parents. So I can't make it about me, but it hurts just as much. I, but if I don't take it personally, then I will respond to that in a healthier way than if I take it personally. So it's not about not feeling. It's about responding properly to our feelings.
0: Well, that was a wonderful way to end that for (laughs) sure. I had some questions you answered all of them. Uh, so, um, all right, let's get to the way that we end every show, which is, um, talking about a moment of gratitude and what we're grateful for today
1: you want me to start?
0: Yeah, if you want to, sure.
1: Okay. So to, uh, this week was my third week off work. Reluctantly, I took a month off work, um, but I had to take a month off work. Just like you, I was a bit overly stressed, overworked for the past eight years, so... Uh, It's the first time in over eight years that I took such extensive time off. So I'm grateful I could do that and grateful for all the insights that have popped into my head that normally wouldn't because I'd be too busy. So I'm grateful for my time off.
0: That's, that's fantastic. How about you? Uh, Uh, I'm grateful for, um, honestly, I'm grateful for a lot of things. It's just what I, uh, you know, um, I did a lot of extra work this summer, um, that I, uh, you know, on, on some of the side gigs that I do, I, I did a lot of like two two times more than I normally do or, you know, three times more than I normally do, whatever it is. Um, and I used some of that money um, to, uh, to just purchase a, um, a new camera that, that I've been wanting to get so that we could start doing more things. And, um, and we've kind of put a lot of stuff into motion in the last week or two um that that we've been planning for a really long time, so I'm grateful for the ability to be moving in a direction that feels like the direction that I wanted to go in you know and and i and i'm kind of like I'm grateful for that clarity mm-hmm. um yeah also uh grateful for um i've been just posting some like I've been like eating healthy stuff all the time and making a lot of food and, um, posting some of it. And, uh, just recently like nothing the first couple of weeks, but then this week literally some pretty innocuous stuff like a smoothie bowl and, and, uh, a salad or something. I don't even remember what it was, but people, uh, like friends that i haven't talked to in forever are like sending me messages asking me for recipes and stuff Mm -hmm. which is um really fun and it's a it's a great like so i'm grateful for that sense of community
1: it's awesome
0: yeah it's cool
1: yeah
0: uh all right so this was episode two of the four agreements how'd you feel feels good good Mm -hmm. um all right so don't make assumptions And do not take anything personally. And we will be back in the next episode with the third agreement.
1: Yes. See you then. Take care.
0: For more information or to book an appointment with Dr. Gina, go to com or click the link in the description of this episode.